0: what's up my pippins what's up my rodmans welcome to times a flat circle look at how humans keep getting it wrong um none of us are jordans so let's get into it we want to talk about the last dance that's i think what it's called uh new docuseries that's coming out on espn is it part of like the it's not i mean i guess it's not 30 for 30 uh, no it's it? not 30 for technically 30. not no. well
1: 30
0: for 30 what is, like, is 30 like 180 for, for 30 now <laughs> did initially start as like a 30 minute episode i don't want to get into it it, he, it should have it was, been okay, a 30 idea, part
1: series do 30 documentaries for the 30th anniversary of espn that's how it started but then they just ran with the title
0: yeah it's pretty stupid dude like keep going <laughs> with that yeah <laughs> but uh, since you're here josh i'm gonna throw it to you what's going on man
1: what's up man this is uh this is josh from uh, spring texas the fucking the horace grant of this motherfucking podcast um, underappreciated, kind of fat, wears glasses, and I'm uh, really excited to talk about this documentary series. I've been waiting for it for a long time. There are no life sports going on. I'm usually not a fan of the NFL draft and all the hoopla surrounding it, so I'm glad that there's something else for us to talk about. And with that, uh, I'm going to give a, a really pretty outlook pass to my boy Hondo in San Antonio.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to ignore the pass and pass it to Adrian. Go ahead, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> You're wide open, fool. They just beat double around team. Around now, what's going on, everybody? It's Hondo coming to you live from San Antonio. Like always, uh, I like sports. Sports is fun. I sports a lot. So I'm looking forward to talking about sports and just sports. Yay, sports. <laughs> I'll go ahead and talk, to, uh, send it over to a real sports aficionado. Uh, Adrian, tell us how you sports.
3: <laughs> not very well, not very well. I do like betting on sports, though, so I guess that makes up for it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this from uh, the not sports perspective. I thought there was a lot of uh, interesting facts and BS that was going on behind the scenes that back in the day, I was way too young to even realize stuff. some of this stuff was going on. So, yeah. Um, and with that, I'll go ahead and pass it to the real Horace Grant of this group, Andre. <laughs>
4: I'm glad you said that because Josh is clearly the manager of the villains in uh, Space Jam.
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, wait, I'm not even Jerry Jerry Krause. I'm like I'm Swackhammer. I'm
0: the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hey, he was played by Danny DeVito. It's a that's a that's that's a good.
1: Look.
4: Was it actually Danny DeVito? Or was yeah, somebody it was doing a Danny DeVito impression. No,
1: Danny DeVito was the voice of Swackhammer. Check the IMDb.
4: I don't care enough to check. Um <laughs> But I'm doing good. I'm in Houston, Texas, uh, unlike Josh. And having some water tonight so I can hydrate instead of a beer because I'm out of beer really is the only reason.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think I want to get a few takes on this just in terms of nostalgic responses. And also, I want to ask Adrian if this uh, further cemented his view of all sports and politics as kayfabe. Did 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 this fit into that, or was this like a pre kayfabe era of sport sporting events? Yeah. <laughs> and I felt sports stars.
3: I felt like uh, the the one guy that didn't succumb to it was was MJ. I think that's why like he's a all time. He's, he's great. Bernie. Yeah, it's like it wasn't kayfabe. Like he he came to the game uh, to win every time. It didn't matter what like the the other motivations might be to to do something else. There was only one reason to be on the court, and that was to – and not even to win. It was like to demoralize the guy on the other side. That's what it really sounded like.
0: So would you say that he didn't come to play the game? He just came to play the game?
3: <laughs> yeah, you could say that. All
0: right. Josh, you were telling me about this because you have specific nostalgic memories of watching Jordan play, which I doubt, but <laughs> – <laughs> I admittedly don't, um, just because I was too young or didn't care enough when I was old enough to remember. But the earliest memories I have of basketball were obviously Duncan era Spurs and probably Jordan in a Wizards uniform, which is just kind of like strange and odd. And my entire identity uh, or my entire um, observation of him and his identity was generated from the movie Space Jam. So t- talk to me about that. Talk to me about how how you saw this documentary. Did it change anything about how you felt about these these people?
1: No, it didn't change anything. I mean, I've, I've um, there are some interesting things that I learned, but I always knew Michael Jordan was an asshole. That's been pretty well documented by a lot of people who played with him. My, I mean, it did. It, it was pretty nostalgic. I uh, I remember watching my earliest sports memory was the uh, Spurs Sun series in ninety three. When Charles Barkley shut down the Hemisphere Arena, I actually went to a game in that series. I was really young. My dad says that he took me to Spurs games when I was like a baby baby, like a year old. The earliest one I remember was 93 against the Suns. And then naturally, the Suns went on to the finals that year, and they played Jordan and the Bulls. I remember watching that with my dad. I remember Jordan retiring going to play baseball and wearing number 45, which is why I wore number 45. We were both equally as shitty for our teams. (laughs) Um, In that same year, my favorite childhood memory by far is being at the 1996 All-Star Game in San Antonio. That was Jordan's first All-Star Game back. Previous year, he came back too late for the All-Star Game. So 1996, a lot of hoopla with Jordan being back to the All-Star Game. A lot of other great players like Sean Kemp and Shaq. Of course, David and Sean were there. Uh, Sean Elliott for those non-Spurs fans. And so uh, it was pretty cool to see this again. Do you remember watching that particular year in 98 knowing that it was Jordan's last year. And, uh, I went to the one, the one game that the Bulls had in San Antonio in 98 as well at the Alamodome. That was, that was incredible. Cause Tim Duncan played really well that game and he was a rookie.
4: Josh, are you going to cry? You were great. You were breaking up there. Yeah, no, I'm not going to cry. Like right when you got to like, it was, it was Jordan's last year.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was, I wasn't a huge Michael Jordan fan. I mean, I think, uh, I thought the shoes were you only cool. He wore
4: his number, right?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was only a baseball fan of Michael Jordan. He yeah, was I was only the,
1: I was only a fan of Michael Jordan, baseball fan because I could relate to Michael Jordan as a baseball player. I couldn't relate to him when I played basketball. So,
2: so being but being, you the said key, everyone knew he was an asshole. Like you should relate to him perfectly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess that that might, that might be true.
2: Yeah. Okay, I do want to get
0: into this though, because uh, to me, I, I have a different take. Andre, did you f- feel like the uh, asshole MJ? Really, really came through in these uh, first two episodes.
4: I don't think as much as like it's not an obvious thing. You understand that like he's kind of a dick sometimes, but that comes with like anybody who's great at something.
0: Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't get a lot of it. I didn't get a lot of the asshole
4: yeah. assholery. I just got like competitor. The, well, he even says it at one point. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I probably was like rude to people around me when I did this, but." Like to be really great at something, you have to be kind of a dick. And I think the thing I was expecting, or
0: maybe hoping for, not really. I don't really care either way. I just want to see entertaining television. Honestly, at this point, I I was expecting a more aggressively uh, assholeish person portrayed. Because a lot of like the the promos for this were hyped up as oh MJ saying like people are going to hate me after they see this. So I was. I wanted him to like pee in someone's Gatorade. Um
4: <laughs> That's how they came up with Lemon Lime. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> do, do, you, do, you, do you not know about the Steve Kerr story? Well, if it's in the series though, don't talk about it. Like wait till it gets there.
1: Okay, I know. I'm just someone won't say anything. I'm just saying I was just wondering what your basis of, what your knowledge of Jordan is.
4: Let me put it this way, Josh. Did he sleep with Steve Kerr's wife?
1: No, he did not.
4: No. <laughs> he did it's not still less of a dick
1: than he did not do the Tony Parker. <laughs> Did he? Did he
0: sleep with Steve Kerr? No.
1: T- <laughs>
4: yeah, that's, you're too consenting adults at that point. Have at it. No. No.
1: Tony Parker teardrop.
0: No. Yeah. I. I don't know if it. Uh, maybe because I have heard a lot of the stories. Like I was expecting way worse. Uh, I haven't heard the Steve Kerr story. Did he like take a shit well, in his porch?
2: Yeah. Just watch the series. I'm sure they got to it. <laughs> well, well, Joseph, I have a question. Do you yeah. think it's? Do you think it has to do more so with? So everybody. Kind of to what Josh alluded to a second ago, everyone seems to already have this perception of Jordan being an asshole. So I I feel like it might be one of those things where it's prevalent in the documentary, but it's just so muted because of how aware everyone already is of it. So it's like, I'm already used to level six asshole Jordan. You'd have to go to like level 10 for me to catch, for me to say like, oh, damn, dude was an asshole. You know what I mean? Like unless he... Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, yeah.
0: I think that's the case for sure because like especially with my knowledge of him or my my idea of him um, coming completely from apocry- apocryphal stories that are told around the NBA and just soundbites, uh, it it makes sense that it wouldn't be as explosive. But I I'm hoping there's a, at least a few bombs that drop. Especially is um I was watching the first look at the next couple of episodes. Is Rodman like the main character of the next episode?
1: He's supposed to be the focal point of episode three, from what I've Because they I've had heard. some
0: fucking, like, beef, right? They had some They had some shit. Well,
4: Rodman was never, like, a civil person on the court.
1: Well, he was a pain in the ass off the court. There, there are great stories. Yeah, there are great stories from Eddie Vedder and uh, Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan.
4: Together? Like, they would just hang out with Dennis Rodman? Yeah, they
1: would hang out with Dennis Rodman. Rock- both- he was a big alternative rock band? For sure. He was a huge Pearl Jam and Smashing Pumpkins fan, and... Billy Corgan and Eddie Vedder are from Chicago, so they're, you know, big Bulls fans. And uh, there's this one story where Billy Corgan was talking about going to Vegas with Robin the night before one of the finals games against the Jazz. And the entire time, Billy Corgan's pissed off at him. He's like, hey, man, you're supposed to win the championship. Like, what are you do? What are we doing here? <laughs> and then, um, you know, walking in. And- but he's still there. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was like, let's go. dude. Let's go back to you got a game tomorrow. <laughs> so but like, he was
4: like, all right, one more dance. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the, the the rock stars and Eddie Vedder had similar stories on Bill Simmons' podcast. So like, the rock stars were like, hey, Dennis, you need to concentrate. Like, Dennis, you're going to cost us the championship.
0: I'm just picturing that scene from Get Him to the Greek where Russell Brand keeps trying to get, like, Jonah Hill to, like, go to one more bar. Yeah. <laughs> and Jonah's, like, keeps falling into, like, the... the the Oh, man, this is really fun. Like, I'm hanging out with the fucking, like, <laughs> rock star right now. I, yeah. I just see rock stars doing that to athletes. It would be extremely funny, especially because both of those guys are so strange. And they're, like, polar
4: yeah. opposites. That's what I was going to say. Was they're so opposite personality-wise? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the stories of, like, I can't – it was really hard to picture when Billy Corgan was talking about being in the club with Dennis Rodman. I just can't see Billy Corgan at a club. Much less with like a six, what is it, like a six nine power forward.
4: <laughs> well, and so you were talking about Rodman too, like that's he's in the same boat, right? The guy is probably one of the greatest rebounders of all time in the NBA, but he was he's kind of crazy, and like again, to be great at something, like you got to be out there.
1: Yeah, dude, Pop traded him for Will Purdue. It's like on paper, that's a stupid trade. That's a terrible trade.
3: <laughs> well, if anything, this definitely highlighted to me how good. Phil Jackson was at like managing things outside of the game because he had some it, it just intense personalities on that team.
0: I don't know though. I think he had it easy in being at least somewhat aware of just psychology like at all. Cause it was so obviously a, a huge manipulation ploy. Like the whole idea of like, well I have these two fucking mooks that I can just lay everything on and I can get all of the players to buy into the fact that like, it's not anyone's fault, but theirs. like everything that goes wrong is their fault. It's just fucking Jerry Ryan surf. It's Jerry Krauss, It's all them. None of it is on me. I'm your guy. We're friends. Do it for me. Do it for the team. Let's show them that in spite of like all the shit that they're doing to us, we're still going to win. Like that's all he had to do. He just did that with absolutely everyone and no well, one Steve, saw through it at all.
1: Well, Steve Kerr said on the low post that, um, every single player on the team had some sort of beef with Jerry Krause. Like all of them had some sort of contract dispute or like bad interaction with Krause that he was an easy enemy for them to create outside of the locker room. But that's okay. I
0: I think that's the difference in personalities though. Like cause Krause, you could say uh, that like a bunch of the shit that Krause did back then would have been seen as fucking stellar moves. Like look at, um, What's his name from the Sixers that got fired for the process? Iverson? No, no, no. The oh, GM. yeah.
1: Oh, man. What's that guy's name? Colangelo? No, no, or no, no.
0: best no. big-collar, dude. Uh, Hinky? Sam Hinky? Sam Hinky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of the moves that he was making, people kind of understood the business side of it so much that they were, like, praising him. Like, yeah, he's doing all the right things, and this is what it comes down to. But he still got fired just because it was a bad look. But I thought yeah, he got fired think,
1: for some, like, controversy. Oh, because he was—he um, had a burner account,
0: and he was like attacking fans He were no, no, no. That was that was Colangelo. That was Calangelo. That was Colangelo. Uh, okay. Wait, what?
1: Yeah.
2: That
1: was
0: that was Colangelo. Wait, wasn't that Jerry Colangelo's? Yeah, he pulled a he pulled the KD.
2: Wasn't that his wife? I thought his wife was the one that had the burner account. He said it was his wife,
1: and then I think he fessed up that it was him.
2: Is that better or worse though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily better or worse, but
3: <laughs> I do, I do think that. Um, like the whole Pippin saga that we see in episode two, um, kind of highlights that Jerry Krause, like, even if he was doing all the the right stuff for the team, every well, if he was doing all the right stuff for the team, everyone would have been okay with it. Even if people they liked were getting traded, even if people uh, on the team were getting raw deals. That I think what what really bugged everyone was the fact that he, how disingenuine he was and how like he acted like a, a friend to your face instead of like, just being like the business person. Like he wanted to have both. He wanted to have both, right. He wanted to have his cake eat it too. Like you can just be like the, the dick business guy. You just got to know that you're not going to be friends with the people that are work for you.
0: I don't think that's it at all. Well, also there's no reason, but it's just, it's just the same thing. Like, uh, and I, this is, shitty of me because i don't know any of baseball history other than what's in um all of the uh, major league movies the fact that uh billy bean in and hopefully this is somewhat akin to the actual story uh didn't travel with the team and like didn't do a lot of the shit with the team because he was the gm makes a lot more sense seeing this because like even if you just like didn't travel with the team dude like you don't have to go to all of these games uh, you you just hire and fire people. Like you're just the general manager. You don't have to be with them all the time. If he was just the puppet master behind the, the scenes, pulling all the strings and like, uh, he's the grim reaper for some people that just need to get traded. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, Adrian. I think everyone would have been like, all right. Cause even the fact that MJ was still saying and calling Pippin selfish for like having the surgery at the beginning of the season, is like, dude, come on. Like at least have some camaraderie that's built. When you can call the guy the best teammate you've ever had, but also say that about him in like the same breath, it it makes it sound like they're children playing well, with adults.
1: Okay, I don't, I don't agree with I, anything either of y'all just said. But with Michael, okay, <laughs> go, go
3: ahead. With no, here, here's
1: why. I don't think Jerry Krause ever tried to pretend to be their friends or even tried to pretend like he cared like if people liked him. I just think he was such an egomaniac. And he had such a weird Napoleonic complex that he just demanded recognition for all the success in the Bulls' championship run. The dude wait, has okay. a banner. Wait, he wait, has Josh, a banner Josh. in the stadium. E- e- Hold on,
3: egomaniac. Like, what do you think that means?
1: Also, the dude, a- the dude wants recognition, but I don't think he's trying to be friends with the players. I think all the players disliked him. No, dude. Like, I don't the, think the, he even
0: the, tried. The biggest contention to that that point is shown in the video where he like gets in the layup line, like. Why would he be on the court, let alone actually decide to to join in on that that aspect of, of team basketball? like because why would he, he wanted that? because he he wanted I people think, to like him.
1: No, I think he I don't know if they wanted people to like him. I think he wanted people to recognize uh, him as the puppet master behind the dynasty, even though nobody ever does. They only recognize the coaches and the players. Nobody cares about executives. I mean, how many I, 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 you have to be a real NBA stand to know who RC. Buford is? R.C. Buford was the general manager of, what, four of the five Spurs championship teams? and kept that he's team together. In,
0: I think he's in all of the Toy Stories, too. He's in
4: all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has his own soda. <laughs> he, he was actually the original Avenger, Josh. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I see what you're saying to an extent, but I still disagree with you. I think... I think Agent hit it more on the nose than uh, there's there's no there's no way he didn't have some some complex that that I don't think is is justified by being a Napoleonic complex. I, I think it's more like fear of missing out like he was he was like maybe just wanting to be one of the guys so badly. Yeah, that 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 he couldn't be their boss and not be their friend.
4: So he's he's Michael Scott. One hundred percent. Like without the without the actually being able to sail. He's no, he's a I don't, competent I don't,
0: Michael Scott. Yeah. I
4: don't like think he's Michael Scott. I, think
1: he's the, I feel like he's the Boston office space. The one that just everybody hates and nobody even pretends
2: to like. But isn't couldn't you argue well, no, because they like Michael Scott.
1: Yeah, Michael Scott's actually secretly deep down, everybody loves him except for Stanley.
2: But <laughs> I was gonna say, Stanley's probably the one that maybe he the relationship between them is Michael yeah. Scott, the Bulls and Stanley. But is they baby. all hate him.
1: They all hate him. Though (laughs) I think the only player, the only Bulls former Bulls player I found um, to say any from that era from those championship teams to say anything nice about Jerry Krause was B.J. Armstrong. That was it. I tried looking up quotes on Krause from different players, and it's like nobody ever defended him except for B.J. Armstrong and Adrian Wojnarowski for some reason.
4: But like, is it doesn't Woj's opinion matter more than anybody else? Does it? I don't know. Is anyone else right? That like ten times out of ten,
0: <laughs> wouldn't that lend, wouldn't that aspect alone lend lend credence to the fact that it is the way that Adrian was describing that like he was so disingenuous to your face like that's the only way you get that many people to not like you is is by being a straight up hypocrite and being a straight up fucking two face lying piece of shit to to someone like unless you're that. Some people are going to like you like even if you're the biggest asshole like Michael Jordan, he still has a ton of friends, not just because he was the best basketball player, but because he's uh, easy to read. Like, you know, he's going to be an asshole so you can expect shit. Right, right, Whereas you, like
3: you don't have to second guess your interactions with Michael, right? Like, he, you you know exactly where you stand, whether he's an asshole to you or not. Like, you, you just
1: know. Like that's I think y'all are making a lot of assumptions on Kraus. I mean, that's not really based on anything we've seen in the footage, though. It doesn't seem like he was trying to be one of the guys, or he well, Josh, about is me. this.
4: Just because I said he was you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Josh, I, Josh I am not him. Hard.
1: <laughs> I am not him. I wouldn't like break up a fucking great team. That's so stupid. Thinking that I could do it myself, I could just rebuild in the draft and find another Michael Jordan.
4: No, that does kind of, that does kind of sound like you.
1: No, I would never do that. That's dumb. I would do that.
4: Okay, Jerry. Okay, Jerry.
0: <laughs> you do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's shift gears a little bit because I I do want to get to this earlier than 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 later. Um I want to start talking about the uh archetypical examples that relate to current players or just players from like the modern modern era. I think we can maybe break it up into three different eras. Is it like the Michael Jordan era? the Kobe and Tim era and then the current era does that is that like a fair assumption of like breaking shit are we, out? Are
4: we not calling that the LeBron era uh
0: yeah I guess so yeah. Le, but like LeBron kind of spans that gap LeBron kind of like transitions us into the current era and I think it might be like the LeBron KD era but like maybe yeah. not because no. the KD is never going to come back
4: no. we're not no. giving KD any credit for anything no. but it's okay this. is it
0: the LeBron, LeBron Cur- Curry era no yeah, I think you would have to say that,
4: dude. It's but just LeBron. LeBron's been good for that long. Like nobody else has the. No, longevity. no, no.
0: I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take anything away from LeBron. I, I. Okay, this is one thing that I, I can say for sure that it's making me understand a little bit more why it's so hard for people to say that LeBron is not like the greatest of all time, or to even consider that conversation is because he doesn't have that attitude towards the camera yeah. that MJ had, which. For better or worse, made him more popular.
4: He and, also wouldn't ever play through the flu. Yeah, yeah. This but, is the man who got too hot because the AC was out. Had to be carried off the court. buddy like, Always. You have funny. great. You have amazing talent, man. But like, you are not in the same ballpark. But wouldn't you say?
0: Okay, I would. I would argue at least this point. Wouldn't you say LeBron is more of a unicorn of a person than? Michael Jordan will ever like any yes. iteration oh, yeah, of absolutely. Michael We're Jordan. No, yes. Cause, Cause like to be that nice and to be that sane and to be that like gen genuinely wholesome. Um, even if it's not genuine, if you can fake it that well for that long, fucking more power to you. That's more impressive than actually being a nice dude in the
1: social media era too.
0: Well, you're a psychopath. So. <laughs> like in the social yeah. media
1: era where you're so exposed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, that, that at least ended the argument uh, of, I guess, basketball talent or basketball, uh, a claim versus just a human being. Like he's a more exceptional human being well, for sure. Yeah, he's a
2: he's a better. I, I don't think anyone's arguing he's a better person than Michael Jordan. I think this documentary is going to show that on more. So like as the later episodes go, I mean, we're talking about a guy that sued a newspaper because they said congratulations, Michael Jordan. So like, <laughs> this hey, we're comparing that versus a guy that's opening up a school for free tu- that gives free tuition to anybody that graduates. So I mean I don't think anybody's knocking the quality of person. I think it's more comparative in terms of what happens on the court.
3: So I will say this, the one thing that I I think LeBron is gonna have over MJ that will actually bug MJ is that LeBron's gonna have a kid that goes into the NBA. And neither one of MJ's kids did it. And I think that will be the thing that nags MJ. (laughs) Did they (laughs) never like he's gonna like be like the best grand granddad ever just so he can have like Someone. But he'll still be playing when that kid <laughs> makes it to the NBA. Yeah,
0: you think? Okay, that's. I, I really want to ask that question. Like, legitimately, do you see a route where uh, uh, Bronny ends up in the fucking NBA and like plays with his dad? Because how oh, yeah. ridiculous sure. uh, would that be? Yeah, you think Le- that happens? He just you think like,
3: con- yeah, LeBron is. Uh, it'll be one game. In, uh...
0: Well, I I I know he's like trying to make it happen, but like if it does, it's gonna be ridiculous. You think the probability is the the over is like is is a good is a good bet. That he's gonna do it?
2: Oh, for sure, for sure. I bet. Yeah, the I think yeah. as long as he stays, as long funny. as assuming he stays healthy, yeah. Because I mean, but that's LeBron the thing. 30... I mean, but he's a
0: fucking tank. Like, uh, what's happened to him in the even if he career? Don't, don't put that even on if he on
2: doesn't
1: him, stay healthy. I still, I still think he'll play long enough to play with Bronny. And just
2: yeah, because he's what yeah. he's thirty six right now, and he has to play for four more years. Yeah.
0: Do you I think, think we're even? No, yeah, because uh they don't have to go. They don't have to go into college anymore, dude. When it doesn't it's yeah, over. Brian's a Brownie freshman, just,
2: right? Yeah, so he's got four more, or three more years then, so he's got to be 39. Yeah, I think I think Bron, Bron is trying to – he's definitely trying to see if he can play with his son, but I think more than anything, I, I really think he wants to try to break the, the scoring record, and I think that's probably going to be assuming nothing like what's happening right now where they have to suspend the season keeps going. I think he's going to keep playing until he at least breaks that. And
1: th- this is a godsend from LeBron too, but he's never had this much rest before.
0: Well, before and after the season, because he didn't make yeah. it in the playoffs last year, and like this year, he's getting a like half a season to just exactly. chill. Yeah, it's gonna be weird, man.
1: And his crowd. And what is it? Doesn't he have a, a chamber? <laughs>
2: he spends over <laughs> one million. Yeah, he oh, spends oh, over one what? million dollars a year on his body. Are done. you talking about like, Dragon Ball okay. Z?
1: Do you, you think he has a hyperbaric mean, like, chamber?
4: You didn't mean <laughs> chamber of <laughs> secrets? You meant a hyperbaric chamber? Like, is that what you were going for? There? Yeah.
0: Does
1: he have a
4: hyperbaric okay. chamber?
0: Yeah. Oh my god. I think that it's that like cool. time chamber. I think it's a. <laughs> would I think it's sense. like a bed.
3: I don't think it's an actual chamber. I think it's a bed. Well, everything's a bed if
4: you put a mattress in it. <laughs> <you, maybe. laughs> <laughs> oh, what's what's
1: the rule from Animal Farm? It's
4: only oh, a bed if it has sheets. I read the book when I was twelve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's only a bed yeah. if it has sheets. I think that's the rule.
3: Uh, Joseph, getting back to back to your uh, comment or your your prompt, um, I do see so much of. Like what I I used to hate about Kobe, and then grew to love about Kobe in MJ, and and like it's just weird to to see like they were on the same wavelength in terms of oh, like sure. winning. Yeah. Winning is the only thing that matters. And like to hell with my body, to hell with relationships, to hell with teammates. It was interesting.
1: No, I disagree with that too. What? what? <laughs> I just dis- I totally disagree with that. Wait, hold on. So, okay. Let's let uh, be
4: clear, Josh. You disagree with the fact that Kobe and Jordan both just wanted to win regardless of what happened.
1: No, because I think if if Shaq was Jordan's teammate, he would have found a way to make it work. Unlike Kobe. I think I think Jordan cared about winning to the point where he would have made it work with Shaq. And Kobe cared more about winning his way. Than just but Jordan
4: Jordan's wait, wait, mindset no, is no, he, he wouldn't have needed Shaq to win. <laughs> like he's that good. He doesn't well, need this man. Well, and he, even you know oh.
3: in, he even said that in episode two, right? Like he's like, Well, I realized I was gonna do this without Scotty.
0: So, like, okay, time to find that next gear and win. I re- he was like, I, I relished I relished the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, like, in every speech he's given since then, he always says, like, hey, I never won a championship without Scotty. I, I know that I never want. To, yeah,
4: well, yeah. In hindsight, I'm sure Kobe says, "Oh, we probably should have kept Shaq. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. They said that.
1: Okay, but even, but even at the time, I mean, of course, what's what's Jordan going to say? What's what's he going to say? He's not going to say, "Oh man, Scotty's not here, so we don't have a chance." No, he's going to like accept the challenge that's,
3: that's the presented to Adrian him. That's out of his proving. control. So I, I'd say okay, this. Okay, though. Okay. I'd say this. You're you're basically like saying this, but it all comes down to luck. Because if Kobe ended up with a running mate like Shaq, with a work ethic like Pippen, yeah, it would have just been easy. If Michael Jordan ended up with a lazy ass like Shaq, I don't know that that relationship lasts more than the contract. And Michael asked for someone that, that's a harder worker.
1: He made it work with Robin. Robin didn't show up to practice most of the time.
4: Yeah, yeah, but he performed. He performed.
2: Every so did
1: Shaq, dude. Shaq during so, that
2: run was amazing. I will say, I will say one thing and I'm, I I can't remember what game it was and I can't remember how far back it happened, but I remember one time when the Lakers sucked and Phil Jackson was the coach of the team. I remember specifically Kobe was trying to make a point, uh, to Phil Jackson and he purposely did not attempt a single shot in the entire first half of the game. Michael Jordan would have never done something like that. Michael Jordan would have been like, "Okay, instead of bitching and whining about it, I'm gonna put this on my back and I'm gonna try to actually win this game, okay, regardless okay. of what happens."
0: Even if you- if if even if I were to concede to both of y'all's points, to 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 uh, Hondo and Josh's points, if I were to concede everything that you're you're putting forth, is there at all any close approximation to? Michael Jordan, other than Kobe Bryant, like that's still the question that I'm asking is like to all of the errors does does that kind of archetype match, match oh,
4: to anyone else? Yes,
1: yes, well, I yeah, think Kobe two, is the only two. one in the NBA we've seen with that same type of mental illness <laughs> <Hold> <laughs> obsession on, with pause. yeah. No, so success say- is a mental illness, shot. <laughs> the way that Jordan say- achieved it, not the way that Tim Duncan achieved it, or the way that LeBron achieved it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that I don't agree with that. I yeah. think I, I if, would
4: like to say I do completely agree with Hondo, and I completely disagree with Josh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just make sure it's on the record. Just for, let it be on the record. I am I am right, and Josh is wrong. Uh, no, I, I would. I don't know if Kobe did it the same way though, because Kobe whined and complained publicly every time he didn't get his way. I think, in my opinion, Tim Duncan is probably the closest correlation to that because you have the success. More importantly, you have the consistency, and then on top of that, you don't have the the media. Which, of course, that may have been because Kobe was in LA, and it's a lot heightened. But you didn't have a lot of the discord that Kobe had during his tenure in LA through the ups and downs. Tim Duncan would, was just a model of consistency and demolition. Uh, anytime would, he was, in the I class. would argue.
0: No, I I I think you're completely wrong. I would argue that there's an even better like there's an even better fit on the fucking Spurs team. That's that person is Manu Ginobili. Like that's what.
4: That's, That's yeah. that. How dare you? I'm, I'm done. <laughs>
1: Everybody in San Antonio, Andre hates Mono Ginobili for some like nonsensical reason.
4: Because he cost us more games than he won.
1: That is completely it's, not true. Yeah, that's what he, no. he would
4: miss. He would miss eight or nine three pointers in a row and make one, and the crowd would go crazy. I'm like, he missed nine shots. I before bet this. that has never nine. Happened. I bet that, that, that would be an NBA record. To take would you rather have won more make-
0: games or won more championships? Because we would have won probably zero championships. We would have won after the first we one. We
4: would have won a lot easier without him. No, no, no. <laughs> no or no. if he just made responsible decisions. Look like, at that Pistons series. Like, who again? should ten? Bad shots. Look at that piston series, <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> now Kobe would shoot sixty bad shots. No, I, I, so either do that, like do that, shoot sixty of them because you'll make twenty. But don't shoot ten and make one. No, I, so I can right, see where is... I, I can see where andre's coming from because in the regular c-
3: season there were so many like instances of Manu just being trash. But I do think like when playoff came, he he like he went Super Saiyan. He turned into like mini Michael Jordan. <laughs> He found like this other year that, and it was it it always cracked me up because I felt like defenses at a certain point should have realized like there's regular season Manu and playoff Manu, and they were always it always came looking surprised when, when that guy showed up. I was just like
0: who is that? That's a ton of people too. Okay, let's get away from it this, because this, we're we're falling into a trap right now uh, of just. The, I think this is why Michael Jordan was great because he encapsulates so many things. Because you can say like this player this player this player are extremely clutch and they have a different gear when it comes to the playoffs these players have the same like winning mentality blah 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 but let's just like take a step back and then go to the next uh examples in this story uh because i want a map as much as we can to current players uh players from when we were kids um
4: or when i was a kid since y'all are old as fuck um can we can we only use uh people who were in nba live <laughs> like like from, the, from, or we get even more specific, like NBA Jam yeah like I'm, down, the, I'm down for that the oh, pairs of the NBA top, NBA yeah the top two
0: players <laughs> um, alright so Pippen who, who does Pippen map to
4: Kawhi man, Kawhi
0: yeah Kawhi Leonard for sure
4: Uh, would, would Vince okay, Carter okay but who else like yeah I was gonna say Vince, Vince Carter is probably in there like like personality
1: wise
4: not personality wise to Vince Carter I think like
1: the way they played, I would say T-Mac and Kawhi, like but super tall, play. super long, defensive.
0: Vince forced the Vince trade, though. Vince was successful in forcing a trade. So are do you, are you uh, admitting that Kawhi is a, a better at playing the, the meta game of basketball than Scotty Pippen was?
3: Oh, for sure. I think it was one of those I learned from that dude's mistakes, right? Like I'm not going to.
0: So would you say that he learned from both Scotty and Vince uh, how to how to gracefully exit a team with only that fan base hating you?
4: it is amazing the thing is well and I think the difference is he was able to like it was my crazy uncle like he had a scapegoat well and it's crazy
3: that he was able to win a championship and bounce and it still had people still loved him him. be okay with it yeah except the Lakers
1: fans Lakers fans now hate him that's hilarious
4: (laughs) which is so weird
1: (laughs) it's so funny like he's getting he got booed at the Dodgers game because he signed the Clippers instead of the Lakers
4: oh speaking of quick time out Josh you mentioned your Probably going to watch the NFL draft. I hope. Uh, if you right, haven't no. seen it on Twitter, Bud Light is running ads that uh, they still want people to boo the commissioner, even though it's a virtual <laughs> draft. So <laughs> everyone's going to record it, and, and they're going to like donate money for every like hashtag of like boo the commissioner they're doing. It's fucking that is great marketing.
0: That is. That is what is, uh, what is that format going to fucking look like? Um, like, like this? Weird. It's going to look like a Zoom call. The yeah,
1: I heard the but, but just the general manager.
2: <laughs> a lot of booze in the background. No dude, I heard some crazy shit. Um the G- I think it was the GM of the Seattle Seahawks. Apparently, he's reconstructing entire sections of his house to be more IT compliant and he has upwards of 20 screens in a single room for this process. And this is just the dude inside his house by himself. Like GMs in the NFL are doing some crazy shit to 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 prep for this, man. You gotta it, get
3: that war room ready, man. Yeah. I need that lag to be down to single digits in the milliseconds.
0: Yeah, it's going to be like the fucking like tech race uh, <laughs> uh to <laughs> have Wall like the the straightest the straightest uh cable from from the draft location to your your living room.
2: Uh Yeah, no I I heard uh, another GM, I can't remember who it was, but he's actually hiring an independent uh independent IT contractors to literally just sit outside in the parking lot and wait in the event something goes wrong. He doesn't want him in the room because he doesn't want any of the stuff getting out, but he wants somebody sitting in the parking lot, so that way in the event something might go wrong, he can just have them come right in and try to fix it.
4: I just love that the NFL budgets are this high, that like, they're doing shit this ridiculous. I still
2: think Cal McNair is going to have like his
1: grandson do it for him. Like show him how to And how to And the it. guy
4: who's going to win is the guy who just has like somebody on the phone that's listening and is like repeating things to him.
0: Well also like, I, I think I feel like only a little bit bad for the kids that are getting drafted. Like that kind of fucking sucks. um But yeah, to to your point, like the budgets. Like think about how much money they're saving by doing this. It's so much money that they're just not having to spend on well, an actual they, physical building.
3: But they sell the the rights to the broadcast, so they they make money. Alone.
1: And the tickets too. Like it's a ticketed event now. It's in I mean, standards. I would
4: pay to boo the commissioner.
1: You, you pay him money to boo him.
4: I would do that, <laughs> like like you did. Benmo, like I would pay him like money you did for Montage of some call years? Just get booed, <laughs> just boo for like five minutes.
3: Yeah,
0: I, yeah. I feel like the ticketing thing is not that big of a revenue driver, nah, like the the, the actual facility gets that money more oh. so than the fucking NFL.
3: So before this devolves into an NFL podcast,
4: sports, sports ball. <laughs> Uh,
2: Tom Brady, is did that you, what you want to talk about? Did you have something? What were <laughs>
4: you? Oh, no, no. I, I just said that so, like, we could
2: <laughs> go back to. Oh, it sounded like you had an idea. <laughs> oh, no. No. It what did y'all think about
1: I... the Scotty Pippen uh, contract? That, that was a big focal point of episode two.
0: He kind of did it to himself. Like, I get everything. I, I think um, the only thing I don't get is why Michael can't just fucking say, like, yeah. I felt really bad for him. I understood from the business side what the organization was doing, but he he didn't deserve that. Like, why not just say that instead of like, no, he was being selfish and I'm still like a fucking team man. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's all about the organization.
3: One of the things that I was confused about um, was I'm thinking he's the owner that's giving these interviews or the owner at the time. And he... They are asking him about the contract. And maybe I got, got the guys wrong. Reinsorf? He's yeah. still he's
0: still the fucking owner, dude. Okay, okay. And they're and, they and asking and the about Sox. the contract.
3: And then he says, like, I did what it's I... A ba- it's a I bad said. contract. Yeah, what I would say to anyone in that. It's like, that seems like a bad contract. Are you sure you want to sign it?
0: <laughs> and then he that's signed it anyway.
3: A, that's just wild. Like, there were so many instances where they were talking about this and that or some drama. And the guy just seemed like a, a very humble, down-to-earth, and like plain dealing type guy, I was like, "How how did you amass enough wealth being that dude to own a, a franchise?" Well, also, oh, I he, think it's, it's
0: being uh, he married fucking
4: rich, and then he fed his wife to a.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I would say, I would say it's probably it's probably uh, an aspect of of like there's a ruthlessness and a cold heartedness and a logic only decision making. Like you can be a human being up until the point that the decision is made. Which is crazy, because like any anyone else would have understood. Okay, I'm gonna make an exception. If if there's an if there's one exception in my rule of non negotiable contracts in the in the entirety of negotiable contracts that I have, this would be the time to make an exception. And he was just like, still fucking no, definitely not. Like that. That's the kind of guy you want to run a business. um, But that is he he was a tax
4: attorney for the IRS.
0: Yeah, that sounds. It's just Will Ferrell's character from uh, that movie where he falls in love with (laughs) Zoe Deschanel.
4: I'm glad you went with the non the non basketball Will Ferrell movie. That's who he is.
0: (laughs) But yeah it 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 made it made a lot of sense. But at the same time, like, can you really not be? Can you be so inflexible that shit can just completely fall apart because it's one decision? And you can see it happening, and you still do nothing about it. You still stick to your rule. I mean, my inter- Everybody
1: rad. keeps on talking about like, well, Scotty signed a terrible contract. Why was he so mad about his contract? I think the the thing that from just from looking at the documentary, and then I looked at, I uh, listened to another interview from Scotty Pippen from years ago. This was I forgot when I listened to this, like maybe two or three years ago. Um, I think Does his Scotty
4: just come the, on and be like, I'm dumb. I can't read. <laughs>
1: I think his big beef with with Krause was that uh, he was always in trade talks. And he's like, dude, I I signed a dirt cheap contract. I play so hard. I'm definitely your second best player. Still led your team to the playoffs when Michael was gone. I mean, I think that's why he was so pissed off because he was always threatened to be traded. And it wasn't even like, you know, trade rumors being leaked to the press. It was Jerry Krause straight up telling reporters, yeah, we'll consider trading Scottie Pippen. We'll consider trading anybody.
0: But well, definitely even, even, even at that point, that's a fucking huge uh, uh, chip of leverage from Jerry's point of view, too, because you can unload shitty contracts because you can say like, hey, I'm going to give you Scotty, too. We'll make the money work because you have to take this piece of shit contract that I also have because this motherfucker uh, like what was one of the people pa- like the second highest paid player was like Hot Rod Williams in the league at that time. <laughs> Yeah, he was 122nd. Yeah, he, was, he
4: was something stupid. Like, was yeah, was it 122 120 on the seconds. list? Yeah, right now, yeah. you know who, you
1: know who's 122 on the list right now? Andre Robertson.
0: Oh man, and he hasn't played in like two years, and he's a, yeah. he's from San Antonio, right? He is from San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of shit. That's
4: the only reason Josh knew that. <laughs> he keeps track of anyone from
3: San Antonio.
0: No, I mean it. It makes sense. Uh, I think again, in a business point of view, if he just was. More like Reinsdorf, I think he could have got away with shit if he just like followed all of his logical rules and like never hung out with a team, would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. they probably would have ended up trading Scotty and gotten like more back and been already on the road to a rebuild after Jordan left.
1: So let's let's uh, let's do the matchup people have been talking about. I think uh, Rodman said this, and Horace Grant also talked about the. Uh, the matchup between the ninety, if the Bulls ninety eight Bulls stay together, right, and they end up going to the finals next the next year ninety nine against the Spurs, the ninety nine Spurs, what
2: happens? Spurs win. Next combo. <laughs> I
1: mean, we don't have Steve Kerr, probably in that scenario.
2: But we have
4: Tim Duncan. We do have Tim Duncan. Yeah. That's mm. also a lot of maybes and mites. Yeah.
3: I think without Steve Kerr we, without Steve Kerr we don't make it to the finals. In
1: 99? You yeah. think? No. Yeah. He wasn't I that big of a he wasn't that big of a factor in 99. In I mean, 03 he was a huge factor. So, so 03 was when he shot all those threes in the Mavs, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, but
3: but for me I'm thinking in terms of like okay, this is a guy that came from a pedigreed program. Uh he obviously is like a a good like locker room dude. And he was smart enough to end up being a championship like caliber NBA coach. Like there was a lot of stuff that he was bringing to that team that wasn't showing up like in the stat sheet.
1: Yeah, that's true. He he and Mario Ellie get credit for bringing like championship mentality. It's pronounced Mario.
3: <clears throat> yeah. So so like I'm saying like without him as like someone that like solidifies that locker room, uh, I I don't know that we we have the mentality to to get where we needed to to be that year.
1: A good
2: point. I don't, I mean, couldn't you argue to your point, Mario, Ellie, and then obviously Tim Duncan's young, but I mean, players like David Robinson, just, they, I guess I'm looking at it from the character that they have. They just, there was a natural, I just feel like the Spurs going back to that point, there's just always been a natural sense of cohesion and leadership to where, yes, one person has a specific skill set, but it's not like one person had a single specific attribute that only they brought to the team. I, Nobody. I, do, I, mean, I, I think, think it's
0: Tim Dun- It's Tim Duncan. It's Tim Duncan just being like one of the fucking greatest players ever. Yeah. I think that like he got ridden so hard that whole fucking season. Well, um, and that's
3: the, that's the thing, right? Like, it's just like Michael, like he, he brings a championship mentality. There's a difference between a winning mentality and a championship mentality. And I, I do think they get there. I just don't think they get there in 99.
1: You don't think that they win in ninety nine. Do you still think we beat the Lakers and the Blazers in that in those playoffs? I don't know if
0: we beat the Lakers. I don't know if we no, beat the I Lakers. I don't know if you beat I
1: think them. we still beat the Lakers, dude. They were they were not they didn't have I mean, I watched some of those games during this quarantine in ninety nine against the Lakers, and the Lakers still had Robert Ory, Kobe Shaq, Derek Fisher. Um they had uh I forget who their coach was, but he was a um Dale something. I forget his name. Oh, and Kurt Rambis was the coach. My bad. Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Was- <laughs> yeah, we're, no, Kurt Rambis was the coach. And so they were, I mean, they were, they were a pretty good team. But, I mean, we just ran circles around him, dude. Tim, Shaq didn't know what to do with Tim in 99. He had no idea how to guard him. Um, he got smoked by Tim the way he got smoked by Hakeem in 95. It was pretty impressive to see.
0: <laughs> All right. So what what is the archetype that fits uh, Steve Kerr then? If Steve Kerr makes that transition from a uh role player with like the GOAT to a role player with uh the GOAT with, like, A GOAT te- yeah, A, a team. Yeah. Like no, no no, I think like a constructed team. Cause uh, in 03, like when he was uh, definitely um filling that 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 role, there was a team that was built to win. Like they all kind of were definitely more cohesive than the ninety nine team. Um who who's able to make those transitions and then become like basketball-minded enough to make that coaching transition into a championship coach as well? And I, I think some one thing that people don't really, really give him credit for in terms of coaching, because like, yeah, he's he's somewhat unproven in terms of the talent level that he's had to deal with. Um uh the ability like Phil to manage personalities is fucking stellar.
3: So I, I'd say that if we ever get a chance to see, I do think Dwayne Wade has it in him.
0: You think he's like basketball IQ oh, in terms sure. of a team team composition? I think yeah. he can probably coach like me to be a competent guard. Yeah. But <laughs> with my <he's>, skill set.
3: <laughs> he did it once by himself. He he did it uh a couple times with a with a great team around him. He he seems like a like a genuine guy that people would be able to like think of like this is our leader we're gonna do what he says, uh, and, and I just feel like he he's he just doesn't want to. I feel like he he's gonna enjoy retirement too much to want to be a a, a basketball coach.
0: But
4: you think he could manage those egos though?
3: Oh, for sure, for sure.
4: I think Ray I mean, Allen, he, he played I think Ray for Allen. how long with LeBron and and the dinosaur and Shaq <laughs> and Shaq. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ray Allen, Ray Allen seems like more of a fit to yeah. me because he did manage personalities of like his teammates while he was on the Celt- that Celtics team.
1: Yeah, can you imagine being teammates with Perkins, Garnett, and Rondo?
4: Uh, Jeez.
0: And and Pierce, man, Pierce was. I was in like a, Paul Pierce. Did? Yeah, Pierce wasn't yeah. a fucking fun guy. He, he, he had a wheelchair
4: take him off. He the shit court. his pants. <laughs> 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 Dude, you read
1: a Jason Concepcion from. Uh, the ringer, no, Joseph. No, he he said that like years ago. No, that I was only, a theory years ago, and then it finally got confirmed.
0: I only listened to his Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. <laughs> um, okay, let's keep going down this road because I think this is where the funnest comparisons are coming from. Who's Krause? Like is there now? like a better? Yeah, is there Wait, a better version was, of Krauss?
3: Was Dan Gilbert the GM as well as the owner?
0: That no. doesn't sound right. I don't think no, so. Good.
3: No, he wasn't. He
1: wasn't no, not him. What about Maury? Maury's players love him. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, but he's doing shit right. He still does the same kind of stuff. Like, I mean look at look at the trades that he's had.
1: I don't think Maury wanted to make that Westbrook trade. I think that came from someone from Because Westbrook is like everything Maury hates.
4: <laughs> same.
0: Or did it come it takes- from Harden?
1: It came from Harden or from Tita. I don't know. I don't. Okay, think that so Maury if it, it
0: if it came from Harden, then would you admit that Kraus is better at that that kind of game with the players than Mori is? Because look at what happened with Oakley and how MJ came around, and after he didn't get what he wanted, still was like, no, that was a that was a pretty good fucking move, though. Yeah, maybe uh,
1: maybe so. I'm as Team Jerry. Who's the new Kraus? I mean, would you say I'm Team uh, Kraus? Would you say the uh, was it makeup? Who's the who's the uh Golden State GM? Uh, does Maybe. anyone have a beef with yeah. him
0: though? But that's what that, uh, I think you're don't don't focus on the fact that there's like a beef with like think about the, the So tactical you mean the actual moves. mentality just Yeah, yeah, like yeah how the mentality like how, how how you actually just create uh run chess pieces, the and, and treat players like assets.
3: Oh for sure, Golden State is like a prime example of of kind of like building up that talent base and having everyone on cheap ass contracts and <laughs> creating a, a dynasty and it, it's gonna it blew up but
1: it, what about Masai? Were, uh. Ooh, Masai, Masai uh, they, Masai
0: might be Masai might be a good one because of I after mean, the Demar Rosen
1: trade, yeah, Demar, like the whole team and the whole city loved him, and he was just like, "No, we're trading him. This was better." He meant it. He's probably going to stay for a year, but he's the best chance of winning championship. And then it's they did, very, no, but but yeah. that's I, I guess the the thing
3: or the the difference being Kraus like built for a dynasty, like he built to win, like hey, a, as guys. long as he possibly could.
1: <laughs> I'm sure what, that Kawhi what about saved.
2: what about Pop then? Because Pop traded away Kawhi. Granted, the circumstances were more out of necessity, but could you make that argument that Pop was working that? Because you have the success of the dynasties, you have the consistency behind the players, you have that sense of reverence of like, oh my gosh, this guy's doing okay, all of his and, shit. And no. he traded Malik this Rose,
1: is, and that was an a popular decision by the fan base. He traded. I mean, he took yeah, over was, as was coach. It,
2: he fucking took it? over
0: as coach. Like he just like fired the coach <laughs> and took over as coach. So that, that, that man
1: crazy.
4: burned my cheesesteak.
1: I mean, everybody. <laughs>
4: They went. I also, I've they, had good cheesesteaks. His cheesesteaks were shit.
1: Malik Rose's Philly famous cheesesteaks are very really good. So. Anybody no. else? Go, any go, go to Papagino's,
4: Josh. Go to Papagino's. I've been to Papagino's.
1: It's awesome. But they're in two different they're, cities, they're so they're not competing.
4: Yeah, they <laughs> <What> are. <about, laughs> cheesesteaks as a whole are competing.
0: What about the fucking Heatles? Yeah, right? What about Spo Spo and the Heatles? Yeah.
1: Well, Pat, you were talking about GMs, right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we threw pop in there, and I think it's the the yeah. the the joint, uh, the joint Whatever. role of of coach working with GM because like you can say if Kraus and Phil worked together, it would have been a completely different scenario. Like if they had figured out a way to not play the players against each other, and still made it work, that would have been fucking incredible. But like neither of them were were like. But that's
3: the thing they they made it work for. Six at least six championships. No, no,
0: no. But I'm saying, like, what if they had like eight in a row because they didn't have to worry about like.
3: Well, I mean, the only reason they didn't get that is because Michael Jordan has a gambling addiction, and they told him that he couldn't play for that season <laughs> if not, shit would go down. So then he decided he was going to be a minor league baseball player. So but what if
1: you're you're a true believer in that theory? Adrian? Oh, for sure.
3: It, that's the only thing that makes <laughs> sense, man. <laughs>
4: And and like, wait, it, you you it, haven't seen the other documentary where, like, there's an actor playing him and he, like, gets mad at his college roommate over Monopoly and just, like, throws the board? It's <laughs> like, it's not a game.
3: Right, the, and the best thing, though, is, like, I'm sure he was caught gambling and I'm sure he was betting on himself every time. Like, that
4: that's just the way the dude's wired.
0: I think it was the Looney Tunes. I think they had more of a role to play in this than, like, we'll ever know.
4: <laughs> that was a historically accurate movie.
0: Uh, yeah, because like when he makes it down to Looney Tunes World, like why is he so chill about it? Like why why is he not freaking the fuck out? He's just like, oh, cool.
1: <laughs> oh, funny talking.
0: Yeah, I've you. been here before. Like I'm cool with it because I've been here before.
3: Uh, not this again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers are why I'm in this situation in the first place. Playing baseball like an idiot. You took away my basketball soul.
1: I can't believe I can't believe Reinsdorf gave him the same contract to play baseball. He's like, you can
4: just finish out your basketball contract with
0: the White Sox. That's pretty dope, though. Like, what if he played for the Bears also?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Blackhawks next? Uh, He just does a certain number of games for every team. (laughs) Chicago Fire. (laughs) He goes around everything.
3: Well, Josh, the the fact that (laughs) he did that, doesn't that kind of at least raise some eyebrows? Like, hmm. Oh,
1: no, I'm not. I I don't discredit that theory. (laughs) I think it's very plausible. I just don't have any evidence for it, but I, I think it's very plausible. It makes so much sense. It's my favorite sports conspiracy theory of all time. Is that Jordan went to go play baseball to avoid suspension by the NBA for for gambling? Yeah, I totally believe it. I mean, I think it's I think it's believable. I don't think it's actually going to happen. I think I still think that. Uh, I mean, everything, every, every, every documentation about Jordan with his dad, it really does seem like something he would do to honor his dad, but also seems like something that he would do to get his competitive spirit out if he was, you know, suspended for gambling. And it's also very David Stern-like to come Wait, up with so that idea.
4: Can I just clarify? He doesn't actually have a gambling problem? Because I just thought he did from, like, internet memes and random No, he violence. does have
1: a gambling problem. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
0: I mean, he, th- like, I think at least every person that was interviewed in just these first two episodes alluded to the fact that they lost money to Michael Gambling. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or it's like
3: Scotty's rookie year. He's like, he got me some clubs. I think that was so, just so like, we could gamble. He
4: could, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, they were talking to, uh, what's his name, who played for Boston. And he was like, oh, yeah, I lost some. Some money to Michael on the whole. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. It was it was the other way around. Danny Ainge was like saying, Danny like, Ainge, "Oh, yeah. I, I, he he was like I might have fueled like this ridiculous game from Michael because he lost money to me. <laughs> like that's how much of a gambling problem Michael had. Wait, no, like it took." I- it's took like really, losing that money to, to have a 50-point a game in the playoffs. And they yeah, still
3: I, lose. I really enjoyed how, like, pity and human, like, Michael seems to be in that, like, particular situation where, like, he loses and the only way that, like, he can feel good about, like, the situation is to just go, like,
0: bananas <laughs> on, on a game. He basically was just like, no you, but in real life. <laughs> I am I am excited to see these next couple episodes though cuz it it's, it sounds a lot like it's going to be the the bad boy pistons and 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 rodman and the one clip that I saw that got me more intrigued than anything else was um the fact that he just like straight up says like after they show him uh hitting the weight weight room and just like Bulking up that entire offseason, he's like, Yeah, I just decided I wanted to administer pain instead of receive it. I was like, What the who says that? <laughs> God damn First of all, first of all, like, <laughs> why say that's that how in you an know he was crazy. What? Why say that in her interview, and then also why f- why phrase it that way? <laughs> because <laughs> but, it was the nineties,
4: no, Joseph. But,
3: but like even certain uh, things that he's saying in like the interviews that he's giving right now, like where he was talking. about No, that about is how, one. That that's one oh, from right now. That's okay, not that's one from, right
0: from the past. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, where he was talking about how uh, they got off the wrong foot without Scotty, uh, that the the last dance season, and then he he's he goes into it by saying like the last thing you want to do for anyone that you're dominating is to like make them feel like any semblance of confidence. Oh yeah. Like, you got to beat it out of them.
1: Even the you, interviews
4: You guys with never been parents. dominated like that before?
0: The interviews with his parents, like with his uh, uh, dad, saying like the I I think the like the easiest way to get Michael to do something really well is just to tell him that he can't. Like that's such a it makes sense because I think we've all encountered people like that. I think we've all kind of been people like that at some point. Or it's
4: just it's Josh, right? That's
0: (laughs) (laughs) no. If if someone were to tell me I can't do something that I feel I am talented at, yeah, I'm probably gonna have a similar response. I just won't be Michael Jordan about it. Like I won't become the best ever to do that thing <laughs> because someone told me I can't, but like, I get that. It's just crazy how far you can take that identity.
1: Like the whole high school basketball team story is so overblown. And I I read somewhere a long time ago that like his high school coach just had a hard time ever, fi- ever finding a job once Michael made it to the pros because of that story. Shit. That he was just like, dude, he was he was and he was like he was a sophomore. Like you just didn't let sophomores play varsity. This, was, this kid was five six. Like. Yeah, and then he was like yeah, and he was like he was like not six foot yet. And you know what? And he would have got He would have been better for the JV team. That wasn't a bad decision
0: at the time.
4: That was you just Josh. You just acted out every job interview this man had. Just yeah, like, not, exactly. no, he That's was so a sophomore.
0: That, that also that also does play into the fact that like if you were to tell him. Like he couldn't do something for really legitimate reasons, uh, he still would have the same response. That's like, that's a psychopath <laughs> yeah. right there. No, oh, okay. No, it,
3: like, I'm sure oh, somewhere yeah, down he... the line, someone was racist and told him he couldn't golf. And like, he became someone that's like, could very well have been a professional golfer if he wanted to. Uh,
0: there are, I, okay. There, do you think that the comparisons to Tiger Woods are legitimate? Like, just being yeah. so much better than everyone? Yeah, who is also like some of the best to ever play the game. Like, I think that's Well, I think,
4: yes, because if Jordan had kept playing for like the length that Tiger, like, golf has caught up with Tiger at this point. Like, he's still probably the best one out there, but there are people who give him a run for his money. And I think, same thing, like, if Jordan had kept playing for long enough, the game would have caught up to him. It's like an any given
0: weekend situation, like where it
3: it kind of did with, uh, what was it, the Wizards? The Wizards, yeah.
4: Yeah, Yeah, when he went to. I mean, no, didn't he, hold up, boss, didn't he, he still averaged over 20 points a game when he was with the Wizards, right? But it looked
3: bad. I want to say during the Spurs game, like when he was playing for the Wizards, he went up for an uncontested dunk and got rim checked. Oh. Oh.
2: (laughs) Wait, wasn't that during the, wait, hold on, hold on, wasn't that during the All-Star game? During his last All-Star game, didn't he have a dunk? Yeah, that did happen in the All-Star game. Yeah, he totally
0: whiffed on the dunk. All I remember is like being completely defiant that the Michael Jordan from the Bulls and the Michael Jordan that I was seeing play on the Wizards were the same person. Not because of like any skill set that I could conceive, but because the the bagginess of the cl- clothes he was wearing had changed so much. Like he had fucking massive shorts on that went down to like his calves and the biggest jersey. Um.
3: It's because instead he was wearing his Tar Heel jersey then his Bulls jersey. Bulls. Then- <laughs>
0: <laughs> his baseball his baseball uniform underneath that too like in the middle that's why his socks are so high yeah.
1: for, for for the for the birmingham barons and for the white socks <laughs> no i'm i'm down
0: to i'm down to keep talking about this if y'all are y'all are into it for for next week because i know there's there's two more episodes dropping sunday is, is it like two two every time two every weekend
4: Josh. Yeah, two it every week. Josh, Josh, I was, I was waiting week. for Josh to answer, yeah, because he's yeah, obsessed with it. Right. Okay, but why not just do, here's one two-hour episode every Sunday? Like, why are we doing two episodes that are an I hour think it's
0: because it's releasing on Netflix in other countries.
4: Oh, uh, okay. And also, Wait,
1: the, the original plan was to release an episode in between each game during the finals. That was the original
3: plan. Mm, okay. I was uh, gonna it's say it's probably because they advertised delay. it as a as a ten part series. So they, and they can't really go back five, on that now. It's it's
4: two five parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a five two part series? I don't know. Whichever one. <laughs> <laughs> there are ten parts in five pieces. Alright, I'm gonna give us
0: I'm gonna give us. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, give I don't this. know why they me up so much. <laughs> Jeez. Fucking Andre Matt.
1: Adrian that was not that uh,
4: funny, dude. You're like losing your breath over there. He to- hasn't had human contact in months.
0: I'm gonna give us the five people. Um I guess we can probably try and do this each each time because there's only there's only really five, I think, characters in this. Are we doing starting art. five or we're doing us five. We're mapping it to uh Jordan, Pippin, Kerr, uh Phil. And the Jerry's as 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 one character, both Jerry Rinzar. <laughs> <Travis>. The Jerry's. <laughs> the J- I would
1: say Andre's the Jerry's. I think Andre's the most, the most ruthless businessman of anybody here.
0: I was gonna go. I was gonna go with the Jerry's as Adrian. Yeah. Yeah,
4: I, I could, yeah, could kind of see that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: just like the, Because the I one... care about my teammates. Agent, just like, <laughs> cut that whole fucking department. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Agent <laughs> to watch the the Asian, Asian has very little value for human life. As
1: well. So
4: I <laughs> was going to say I'm Phil because that's very much how I approach work. Like, I didn't invent anything, but I can use the pieces that I'm given to, like, make the best thing possible.
3: There you go. I like that. I like that.
0: I, okay, I would say this is gonna come out of fucking nowhere, but I think uh, Hondo is 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 Jordan. Hondo is MJ. Yeah,
2: and not just because of the haircut. <laughs> not just because I have the same haircut as him right now, right? Hondo,
1: I, I, do you still have the ridiculous uh, Jordan collection from high school?
2: Uh, no, actually, I gave a bunch of those away to my little cousins. So Aww. he's got he's got about twenty pairs of Jordans now. They're not original models, so they weren't like collectors or anything like that. But he I just, bet his
1: friends he, at school
2: don't have them. No, they did not, and he yeah. made it a point to wear a new. I had about twenty two, I think twenty two, twenty three different pairs of Jordans, Jesus. and he, when I gave them all to him, he made it a point to wear a different pair to high school every single day. So that's awesome. that was pretty cool. That's, that's
0: the the only reason I say Hondo maps to Jordan is because um, he's the only person I could see where that <laughs> attitude of like. Doing something to spite someone else would really come through, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like I think all of us would, <laughs> all of us would try and make that happen in our lives, but like wouldn't be able to. I think he, like, if someone told him he couldn't kill the president, like he'd find a way to fucking kill Donald. Uh, Trump. G- give me,
4: give me six months. <laughs> give me six months. Let's just not, officially not, disclaim that, like, that was not I would a, not gonna
2: do that. I will not. <laughs> yeah, I have no let's, desire. Let's, let's let our NSA agent know that we're
1: call completely kidding. This isn't of satire.
2: <laughs> this is a work of satire. <laughs> the stories, ma- the the stories presented in this podcast, are completely fiction. <laughs> President
4: of the NRA is what
2: justice meant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that makes it better.
4: Yeah, that might make it worse. Uh, so I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Josh is actually Scottie Pippen. I think that fits. I think that fits. If, I'm if actually huge Scottie Pippen fan. I love Scottie Pippen's shoes. Yeah. Too too dumb to take a good contract. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know why? Because I care more about stability. It hang, the owner is like, food. no, this is a bad deal for you. He's like, no, nah, I got it. Don't worry. You're the you're the only person. My <laughs> wife makes that. a ton of money.
0: Josh, you're the only person that would actively bet against yourself. Like, where, where MJ would bet for himself, you would actively bet against yourself. He's like, no, odds
3: uh, are I'm probably having a career ending injury sometime soon, so I'm just going to take this crappy contract.
1: But actually, no, I'll take- that, was, that was probably the most interesting part of the documentary for me. Like, I didn't know the thing about Scotty having two disabled siblings at home. And well, I mean, well, 12, like he had 12 two out, of two out of
4: 12, yeah, like it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still. It's, it's statistics. Hey, man, my grandpa had like Math 15. None of them were Not disabled. his friend. <laughs> but um, none of
1: them were disabled for like their 80s. But he, yeah, so I guess like that that makes so much more sense now because I always heard about his terrible contract. But now I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably why he had this weird outlook on the fragility of the human body because he had two people that were wheelchair-bounded
4: i think that's the name of his autobiography just <laughs> the fragility of the human body fragility of the human body
1: god scotty pippen was like in incredible shape his entire career i don't think it would apply to him
4: because he was worried about the fragility of the human body <laughs> uh and joseph that makes you steve kerr which fits
0: that fits yeah i'm like not really that great at anything um <laughs> but i'll keep failing upwards <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really fail like that's the thing like he wasn't the best at anything but he's he, so really good he at always
4: corners. delivered when he needed to that was the important thing about Steve Kerr yeah.
2: See, I was actually going to argue I thought uh, Adrian was going to be Steve Kerr because he seems to be associated with greatness but never really the reason for it so I thought that would have been <laughs> Yeah, I, and
0: that's, that's if, if we were to flip, if we were to flip that, I would have no problem being mapped to the Jerry's to both Jerry's because I like I get I get them, like I, get I don't actively root for them to succeed, but like they fucking should. They, they should succeed.
3: When they did,
0: yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll happily take the Jerry's. I'll swap that. Kurt Kurt makes more sense.
4: I just like Hondo's explanation of it. That was perfect. (laughs) I do want
0: want to give uh, the last words to to Josh, though. What what do you think we're going to see out of uh, the Rodman Bad Boys uh, episodes that come up?
1: You know what? There is a Bad Boys documentary and uh, there is a Rodman documentary that I have not seen, but I have seen the Bad Boys documentary. It's really good. And, uh, Are you
4: saying it's just a combination of those two? <laughs> they're just putting
0: those those two documentaries no, as episodes, <laughs> <these> like pieces
1: <laughs> sliced together. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking maybe so, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that we get stories that nobody's heard before, because yeah, apparently Rodman was the creator of many many memories for many many people. So. Hopefully, we can see some Eddie Vedder and, and, uh, and uh, Billy Corgan. I'm episodes. fucking down. What if
4: it's just told from their perspective, Josh? The whole episode is Eddie Vedder and Billy Corgan being. It would win an Emmy. Emmy. If
0: that were the case, it would win an Emmy. Yeah,
1: I would
0: love it. Yeah. No, I'm down for that. I'm excited. Uh, it, it was better than expected, but I, I, was, ex- I was still expecting um, more bombs to be dropped. So hopefully, the next two episodes will deliver. Ah. Uh, well. That's another one Uh, down the drain. Uh, This has been a Flat Circle Michael Jordan podcast from the Gaistos Podcast Network. Remember to be yourself just like Michael Jordan, and we will catch you next time.